Voice for Exit is a show for business owners who want to achieve a successful exit based on their own terms. Your business exit will likely be the biggest financial transaction of your life, and for most, you'll have one shot at doing it right. The topics and guests we feature and the stories they share will provide valuable ideas and strategies to improve operations and grow enterprise value so you can achieve the best possible exit outcome. Now, here's your host, award-winning certified exit planning advisor, Julie Keys. Welcome everyone to Poised for Exit, the exit planning podcast show. Today's guest is the executive leader and partner of a well-known Twin Cities business brokerage firm who's going to share his thoughts on the current M&A market and what sellers can do to better prepare for an equitable sale. We're going to hear from him right after a word from our show sponsors. You wouldn't go deep sea fishing without a guide or skydive without an instructor. So don't sell your business without a broker. Now is a great time to sell a business. Many are selling at a premium. Contact a business broker at sunbeltminnesota.com or call Sunbelt Business Advisors at 612-455-0880 and get a free confidential business valuation so you'll know what your business might be worth. Because selling your business is the biggest financial decision you may ever make. There is a record number of buyers looking for businesses right now. It is a seller's market. You could list, sell, and get more for your business now and start the next successful chapter of your life. Call 612-455-0880 today or visit sunbeltminnesota.com. Minnesota's largest seller of companies. 612-455-0880, sunbeltminnesota.com. What we see with many businesses is that they've never gotten marketing to work consistently and the marketing they do doesn't meaningfully impact their bottom line. Data approaches it differently by partnering with clients for long-term, sustainable marketing solutions. They start with a consultative, crawl-walk-run approach that helps you scale your marketing efforts naturally. Data provides marketing for the long-time success of your business to tell your story in a compelling way and to make sure the value you bring is apparent to everyone. Go to data.com for more information. That's D-A-Y-T-A dot com. TrustPoint will design and manage a 401k plan that fits your company's needs. They handle everything from record keeping and investments to employee education and ongoing administration. And they take on the highest level of fiduciary responsibility to ensure your 401k plan is compliant. You already have plenty to keep you up at night. Your 401k plan should not be one of them. Visit TrustPointInc.com for more details. For business owners, it can be overwhelming to start planning a transition or exit strategy, but it's so important to avoid unwanted outcomes and unexpected tax bills. The CPAs at JAK, John A. Knutson & Company, can guide you and help make sense of the numbers. Our firm was established over 90 years ago, and we've assisted countless companies with ownership transitions. Leaving your business is a process that takes time, so contact us today to discuss your situation. Visit our website at jakcpa.com. That's jakcpa.com. We got another outstanding event coming up that you won't want to miss. The Twin Cities chapter of the Exit Planning Institute is hosting our fifth annual Owners Forum on Thursday, October 5th from 2 to 6 p.m. at the Midland Hills Country Club in St. Paul, Minnesota. We're going to be talking about the state of business owner preparedness and how you can increase enterprise value with some fabulous speakers, as well as share the results of the State of Owner Readiness Survey. For more information, see the show notes so you can register for this important event. We'll love to see you there. 
Hello, everyone. We are here today with Andy Kasemba, who is the president and CEO of Calhoun Companies. Andy, welcome to Poised for Exit. Thank you. Glad to be here. I'm glad that you're here, too. Yeah. Yeah, this is awesome. We haven't seen each other in a while. We ran into each other a few months ago and figured out we had to get you on the show, and finally the day has come. Indeed. And a uh, lot going on out there right now. Yes. Right? Not, yeah, busy. Oh, my gosh. Probably can't cover everything in one show. However... I can come back tomorrow. We can come back tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, let's start, though, for our listening audience, uh, giving a little bit of history on Calhoun Companies. Like, how did you get to where you are at Calhoun? Okay, so... Calhoun Companies, as a business, has been around since 1908. Yeah. Originally founded back by back uh, at Lake Street in Hennepin in Minneapolis. That's mm-hmm. where the name of the, the business comes from. Um, I started there as a sales agent back in 2003. Got into the business um, through my dad. He he's been at Calhoun since 1993. So as I was growing up, I watched him, you know, in the business, selling businesses, working with sellers, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I joined him out of school uh, on the sales side. We worked together in that capacity for, for a number of years doing deals. And then in 2011, the previous owner came to us, the owner of Calhoun Companies at the time, Gary Johnson, and he said, hey, guys, I think it's time for me to move on. And I think you, being me and my dad, would be good ones to to take over. And we were just recovering from the recession at that point. And we thought, well, great. Good timing for you. I don't know mm-hmm. if it's good timing for us, but we, we got a deal put together and we bought the business from him at that point. So uh, in 2011 was when we became owners, you know, stopped doing deals ourselves, but moved into the management side. And at that point, it really, for me, became about building the brand and supporting my team. Um, right now we've got 25 salespeople that are all out there, you know, working with different business owners and different buyers, uh, putting deals together. And my job is really to make sure that they're as equipped as they can be and successful as they can be and get some deals done. Yeah, well, I know you do a good job at that. When we talk about the ideal client of Calhoun Companies, what would you say that is? So we are what you'd call, you know, a, a lower market business brokerage and, and lower market M&A advisory. So we work with, mm-hmm. you know, what the government would classify as small businesses. Um, mm-hmm. In our world, what that means is a lot of owner-operated, hands-on, family-type companies. On the small side, if they can provide an owner a living, we can sell that. Um, on the high end, maybe $10, 15000000 in revenues. Um, but again, it's, it's usually that owner-operated family-type business Mm -hmm. is who we're working with. Which is the vast majority of the companies that are out there. That's right. Mm -hmm. That is right. Small businesses, backbone of the the economy. They really are. They really are, and they're really taking a hit in a lot of ways right now. Um, Let's talk about the boomers. Yeah. Okay. We've both been anticipating, you know, you and I have been in kind of the throes of this M&A industry for a long time. You longer than me, but I was an entrepreneur before right. I got into this in 2011. So we've seen the, the you know, kind of a flux and then kind of a, like kind of waned for a while. But in the media, we're hearing about all of these boomers that have to start selling their business. Right. What are you seeing right now? Well, media needs something to talk about. So they talk. Isn't that the truth? Um and, and that's good. That's their jobs. Mm-hmm. As far as, you know, the tsunami of, of baby boomer b- 
business sellers. We're not seeing it yet. Mm. Um, we certainly work with that that uh, group of people and individuals every day, but it's more of a a, a trickle, a gradual mm. flow, and yeah, I think it will stay that way. And I think there's an, a number of reasons um, why. And what you know to understand that is you need to understand what a what a business owner is. Um, yes, they're baby boomers in that they're of a certain age, a certain generation, but these are entrepreneurs at heart. Yeah. And they're not going to retire just because they hit a certain age right. is what we're finding. So, you know, my dad's a perfect example. He's in his up, mid-upper 70s right now, and he comes into the office every day. I had to convince him to take Fridays off wow. um, because these are the types of people that they do, they achieve. Um, yes, right. They need a reason to get out of the house every morning. Um, and you layer on top of that the reality that people are living longer, people are healthier, you know, they're more able to keep working and and alongside that know that they need to keep earning and keep saving. And so you kind of layer all that together um, and you end up with a baby boomer that's not incredibly motivated to sell. Um, now with that come challenges when they finally do need to sell. Right. Um, you know, you in your book, Poised for Exit, address a lot of that. And that's the importance of that is they're not hardwired to think about selling, yet they need to. Um, I always joke that it's kind of like writing a will. Nobody wants to think about it, but you need it. Otherwise, you're going to have a mess when the time finally comes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, that's a good analogy for sure. And and I think, too, that the older the owner gets, uh, the more likelihood of a triggering event that it would occur outside of whatever their control might be. Say, for instance, someone gets sick um, or the partners have a disagreement and they need to split up, whatever it is. And if the business isn't ready and they as owners are not personally prepared, then that jeopardizes the outcome, as we all know. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, In in our work, we find that most sales are motivated by those triggering events, as you describe Mm -hmm. it. Not, and I wish this weren't the case, it would be much easier if it were strictly motivated by, you know, our revenues hit a certain amount, my savings account hit a certain amount, so now I'll sell. Yes. It's usually not that simple. It's a health issue. It's a family issue. It's a, mm-hmm. sometimes it's just in extreme burnout, but they don't realize it until, you know, they've spent a week at the lake or something and they come back going, I'm done. Yeah. Just like that. Yeah. Well, you could do better if or, you know, preparation, but yes. sometimes it just hits. Yeah, they have that emotional aha moment and they feel like they're ready to go, but really they're not ready. And I talk about that all the time with um, just in my travels when I'm speaking and things like that. Just because an owner says that they're ready doesn't mean they're ready. So it's really our job to try to do what we can to prepare them. But if, you know, if they did spend a little bit of time preparing, um, not only emotionally, but, you know, making sure that the business is transferable and that they're financially prepared, um, they would have a lot more options, right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I mean, we joke that we're more counselors than we are salespeople. And I'm, yeah, obviously you see that as well, working with people over a number of years to get them ready. It's, Mm. there's a lot involved. There is a lot involved. Let's talk about that for a second. So, um, my experience in this industry and with all the people that I've met over the years in M&A all over the country, right, doing deals, 
is that the majority of the people that are in that space are transaction minded. But what you just said makes me think that maybe you're more relationship minded. Like, let's stay in touch. Let's not send them away. Let's see what we can do to help them, you know, make some improvements so we don't lose them as a future client. Right. And thank you for observing that. Yeah. Because I, I do think we are. And maybe that's what differentiates us. Because on the one hand, first and foremost, certainly we are transaction minded. That's how we're compensated and we make our living is by, you know, earning a commission at a sales event. So, of course, that's what we're there for. Yet, you know, I always tell people, you know, my old adage is that we're never going to force somebody to sell and we're never going to force a buyer to buy. There's too many points where they can do, you know, make their decision and jump off if it's not the right fit. So it's really Mm got to be, um, you know, a win-win for everybody. And so what that means when it it comes to talking to a business owner, a seller, is that it's all about their timing and their their schedule. Um, we can give them the facts about what it might look like to sell their business today, current value, current market conditions. And if that meets their needs and expectations, great, let's go. We're ready for that. But along with that, if that's not right for them, then that is what it is. And I always say Calhoun's been around over 100 years, and we're going to be around 100 more. Mm -hmm. So if you're ready to sell today, yes, we're ready. But if that means we're going to stay in touch over the next three to five to 10 years, I'll be there. So it's no worry. I I need business now, but I'll need it then, and and we'll be there for them. So Mm -hmm. it's sort of a a merging of of both perspectives and approaches. Yeah, I really like that. I think that uh, what a lot of times what sellers, business owners, my clients, I should say, um, have this idea in their head over deal makers is that they just want to get the deal done. And so they don't think that they really even need to talk to anybody like you until the time comes when they're ready to sell the business. And I say, no, (laughs) we want to do that as early as possible. Now, granted, I don't really work with that many clients at once. And I also have more companies that sell internally than externally. Mm-hmm. but a few sell, you know, externally every year. And and that's just a mindset shift that I work on early on because what if there's an opportunity that comes along, you know, on your end? Right. If you know what what the seller is looking for and you find a perfect match with, you know, culture, values, right. price, you know, strate- strategy, everything, um, and that you don't know anything about the company, then how can you possibly present the opportunity, right? Right. right. Um, and then conversely, if the seller um, suddenly has some kind of event where they end up having to sell, right. the last thing we want to do is backpedal and then try to establish a relationship when we're, you know, on a time crunch and we got to get it done right away. Right. Right. So anything in between also. Yeah. No, I, you're you're absolutely right. And and it's funny because I think I'm by nature, I'm I'm that same type of person where it's like, you know, if you're at the state fair or something, it's like, I won't approach a booth because I don't want to be targeted as a potential customer. You know, it's like, no, just leave me alone. But Mm -hmm. so I get that natural instinct of like, don't call because then the company will put on the hard press. Mm -hmm. But I've really worked, uh, you know, very hard in, in my years owning and running Calhoun companies to make sure that it's like, no, we're here to help give, give sellers the helpful, you know, information they need, like evaluation of, you know, based on current market conditions so they can make a good educated decision. Um, and like you said, sometimes it's, Hey, I think I'm five years out, but I need to understand how values work 
so I know what levers to pull and buttons to press, and that's where you get with your you know exit planning and some of that strategy. Mm-hmm. Then they know what to do so right. that in five years it's maximized and and ready to be sold, you know, in a way that meets their needs and and expectations. Well, like anything in life, the more educated we are about something, the better decisions we can make around right. that, right? Absolutely. And yeah. and it's the same when it comes to having to sell a business. So let's talk about the economy and how has that impacted sales at Calhoun? Just like interest rates. Right. And, you know, the the feel, you know, there's just this intangible kind yeah. of hesitancy. It's it a seems. good it's a good question because it's certainly on everybody's mind. Yeah. Short answer is we're as busy as ever. Nice. Um, which is great. And and so then you go, okay, why? Because again, based on what you hear, you'd you'd think the sky is falling. Um the the caveat or the acknowledgement is that of course if you're borrowing money to buy a business, interest rates will affect the way the deal is structured. So certainly if the rates are higher, you got to address that. It can impact the way the numbers come together. But in the end of the market we're working in, meaning those smaller businesses, the the owner operators, the you know, the buyer that plans to run the business, we there's there's so many other motivating factors that come along. We've sort of alluded to that already when it comes to sellers, there's the emotions, there's the family, there's the opportunity. You know, a lot of buyers are leaving corporate jobs where they're miserable and they're thinking, hey, Mm -hmm. this is my chance. So yes, they're running numbers and thinking, how do I get this deal done? But they're also looking at the opportunity of the future and the earnings and just the ability to live their dream, to use cliche. But um, so that's why Yes, there are economic factors, but from what we see, there's so many other factors that come into play that deals mm-hmm. get done. And then there's also the reality that there's still so much private money out there right now. True. There's money available, and there's people looking for opportunities. So yes. as long as that's the case, right, there will be deals getting done. So maybe not so much the way deals got done a year, year and a half ago, where it was easier and due diligence was shorter. Right. But they're still getting done. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And so interest rates, you know, we talk about the interest rates and honestly, interest rates are good. Right. Right. So I was in the mortgage business. When I think about interest rates, when I got into the mortgage business, um, 19, I hate to date myself, but it was in 1985, I believe. Interest rates were 12 and a half. Right. It all just depends who you ask. It, it really does. Yeah. And, and, and everyone said rates will never, ever be single digit again. I mean, everybody said it, you know, everyone in the, you know, money world and the government and everybody. And it just kept the whole time I was in the business for 10 years, it rates just kept dropping. And so when we got them to when they were so low, I was thinking to myself, my gosh, how can these banks make any money on this? They're borrowing money for free. Right. Scary. It is scary, isn't it? It doesn't make sense if you think about it. No, it really doesn't. Right. Anyway, so to your point about the economy, um, a lot of that, I believe, too, like you said, is kind of in the heads of, of we as a society because of what we're being fed by the media. But I think we're all doing fine. And like you said, you guys are busier than you, that you normally are. And many other people that are in the industry are busier than they normally right. are. So. And, and you, you will always find, for example, business buyers, prospective buyers who balk at a deal. They start running the numbers and the rates, and they go, oh, I can't fathom this expense. But you'll always get the true entrepreneurs who sit down and go, okay, if I have to pay X for this business, I will make more. 
Right. And that's their motivation. Yeah. And they're gung-ho about it. Um, and we just look for those. So, all right, which brings me to my next question. Is now a good time to buy or sell a business, Andy? Higher level, it's it's very much a, still a seller's market. Okay. Is what we're seeing. Okay. Um, so, you know, good profitable businesses, cash flowing, if they're priced reasonably, they will sell. And that's, you know, part of where we come in whenever we do evaluation for a, a potential client. It's it's market-based, mm-hmm. similar type businesses across the country in that industry. That's what we base it off of. So if we're in that range and the business is desirable, it will sell. There are buyers out there. So generally speaking, that's when we say a, a seller's market, that's what we mean. Um, so absolutely, if it if it aligns with their other goals, um, it's a great time to sell a business. Mm-hmm. Um, but as we've discussed earlier, there's so much else going on in a seller's life and mind. So it all kind of needs to align. From a buyer's perspective, it's also a good time in that, you know, rates are are still not historic highs. Mm-hmm. Um, money is available. Businesses can be financed. So it's really just a matter of finding the right deal for the individual. And And I always tell buyers that they're going to have to look at a lot of businesses before they find the one that's right for them. Same with buying a house. And a lot of times when you're buying a home, you don't know the right one until you've looked at a lot that are the wrong one. And then it becomes apparent. And it's, it's often the same way with businesses. You look at a lot of deals and there's a lot of opportunities out there, but they're not the right one for you. And so you just look at a lot until the right one comes along and then you're ready to pounce, Mm -hmm. have your bankers lined up, your accountant ready to look at it. Mm -hmm. attorney ready to draw it up, all those things. And you know, that is exactly what buyers, especially those that are maybe going to be an owner operator or they're buying something that's lower middle market, um, they will have to look at a lot of companies before they find the right fit, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, it's the old saying is kind of needle in a haystack, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. But if they're motivated and they know what they want, right? They have to know what they want. Right. Yeah, what, I've, their, I've, what their primary objectives are. For sure. For some people, it's lifestyle. For some people, it's profit. For some people, it's location. Sometimes right. it's industry. Yeah. Got to know what you want. A strategic fit with what I already own. Correct. Yeah, right. I have um, several clients over the years who've looked for that that roll up or, or bolt on, whatever you want to call it, you right. know, company. And I think that there might be more opportunities for that coming up here in the future. Right. Mm-hmm. For for buyers of businesses. Um, I think certainly as, you know, mm-hmm. the, the baby boomers we were talking about, as some of those smaller, very niche industry businesses come to the market for sale, there will be roll-up opportunities for sure. Yeah. Well, looking into the future, last question. I'm great at that. All right. I love the crystal ball. Yeah. It's never, never fails. Never wrong. Right. (laughs) Just like the weatherman. Right. So M&A, the future of M&A, how is, in your mind, how is AI going to affect that? Here's what I tell people and tell myself is that I think AI is really good at automating front end operations in our industry. Um, AI can help with the search. AI can help with marketing and presenting deals. AI can maybe even help with due diligence and some of those analytical things. I do deeply believe, though, that in a deal making world, there's always going to be a need for humans to put together the puzzle that is deal structure and deal making Mm -hmm. and ultimately bringing 
people together. That's always been one of our key uh, points of emphasis at Calhoun Companies is that we exist to bring people together, business owner, business seller. We're building trust every day. Buyer has to trust that what they're buying will continue is legitimate. Seller has to trust that what they're handing off, you know, will be taken care of. Legacy will continue. They'll get paid. There's a lot of trust that goes both ways. And so our, our strategy is always about bringing people together. And that's just not something robots or computers or machines will ever be able to do. No. I believe. No, I agree. Um, I, I was thinking that myself. I thought, gosh, how could AI get involved? And it seems like there's a lot of technology already involved in the industry. And, and maybe that's as far as it goes because every single transaction is different. Right. Every single one, right? And, and certainly you're seeing mm-hmm. people much more educated than they were mm-hmm. 20 years ago. Yes. Um, so certainly the spread of information and education, that's, mm-hmm. I think, you could see as maybe an early impact of AI, of just the sharing of data. Um, but I think you're right. It's Each deal's unique, and there will always be the human aspect. Well, that's good. That means we still have jobs. Exactly. (laughs) I know where to go tomorrow. Exactly. Well, great. Thanks for so much for being on the show today, Andy. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Um, This This was fun. Very fun and very inspirational and educational. Thanks so much for our, uh, to our sponsors as well. And to all of you, our listeners, Uh, please share this uh, episode with all your colleagues and then do join us again next time.